interested in buying united players <laughs> it's still early <laughs> i have mean, no interest from saudi nothing nothing zero for you for united players harry maguire <laughs> bruno, i thought i thought bruno Not, someone was interested in bruno ah, man. Ah, where is he if man united are going to sell players bruno yeah bruno the, sell bruno. the best player in the team no can't vegas <laughs> and they need to sell to, to buy. To, to buy, buy, yeah. Because yeah. they don't who? have the money. Unless the, the takeover happens. Yeah, that's what all Man United fans yeah. are praying So for. nothing, no news in the takeover, no news in the signings or selling, nothing. Nah, no. United is just flat right now. Hey. <laughs> anyway, let's introduce this thing because we're talking Man United signings and it's not looking good. Ballers, welcome. This is Onside ZA with me, Marco Martins. We've got uh, Ed to Great joining us in the studio and of course, welcome to you and Super Sub back thank you, here. Thank you, man. If you're wondering where's Len, Len has taken a day off because this is too much cardio for him. Have you seen that guy on a podcast? <laughs> He's moving, right? He's moving. He's moving. <laughs> Needs a day off. He can't do this every week. Yeah. Puts, no, in the, puts in the meat. You sure he didn't go to America with that other guy? Hey. <laughs> you never know, hey? Makudu <laughs> Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to Onside ZA. Like we said, ballers. Keep the comments coming. We love reading them when we read them. Even when they're burying us. Hey, that's <laughs> fine. The thing is, we, we don't get buried too much when we don't deserve it. Yeah, not true. Yeah. You know, they keep us honest. They, they're very honest. And I mean, obviously, whatever they say on the comments, we take it seriously as well, you know. So yeah. it sparks engagements. That's the thing. And I think talking about taking things seriously, this is something that we've brought up so many times on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's something we take seriously, obviously. And, uh, of course, Black Leopards back in South African professional football. Yeah, man. I saw, like, we, we spoke about it few, for a few episodes that, I mean, there are speculation that uh, they will buy All-Stars. So I think that, that deal eventually, uh, eventually went through. And uh, they're back in NFT, you know, you get relocated in the same league and then you buy the same status to come back. Yeah. You know, I'm going to sound like a broken record. For me, that is just, it's something else. It's, it's nonsensical. Yeah, I think we, we touched on it last week as well when I was here. Yeah. Um, I think, like you said, last week, Super Sub, it does um, water down the, the, you know, football in the country. Um, I think it's, 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 it's better when a team, if a team goes down, I remember when Jomo Cosmonts went down um, and they eventually went down three or four times. Mm. And Jomo Sona was very proud 
to have gone down four and times and come back four times. Exactly. You yeah. know, and just to keep that, that respect and legacy of, of, of the team, you need to, to, to do the work. And mm. instead of buying your way up again. No. And know. even uh, Black Leopard, they used to do that. They used to get relegated, come back up to Premier League. And I think they just realized now they are going to third tier, which is like, yeah, yeah. very, very bad down there. You know, you, now you're playing in a provincial league. It's no longer in a national level. So I think that's why they decided to buy this, uh, themselves back up. But for me, I think that move, look, it serves them right. But for me, I feel like, it just waters down the, the history of football. And Len mentioned something very interesting in the previous episode about teams in the Premier League that are still the way they were when they, they, from inception. Mm. You know? And it looks like it's only Orlando Pirates, Kaiser Chiefs, and Mamilo de Sundowns. All yeah. the other teams, they've either bought status of another team and all of that. So, I mean, Premier League doesn't... Uh, pre- our Premier League does not have history. Yeah, the DSTV Premiership for sure. And I mean, obviously, okay, there's a purchase that's happened now in the Motsepe Foundation Championship. Yeah. yeah. But now we have to wonder, is it the legacy of the, the former chairman, David? To the end. Yeah, and yeah. His, his two sons have now convinced him to because he seemed to have won out. Like, yeah. he's done with football... Mm. He, he clearly feels like he doesn't have the legs for it anymore yeah. or, or the hunger to spend the money to, to do professional football in South Africa, which we mentioned last time is very expensive yeah. to do professional, to own a professional football club in, in South Africa. So the two sons, they had many family meetings, many arguments, etc., before making this decision to buy yeah. the club, they say. They said this in the announcement. But the one thing from the announcement that I got that I liked is that they said, we understand that things have to change now yeah. for us to do this. And it sounds like it's their last swing. So it's not like they're coming in just swinging money and saying, okay, whatever happens, happens. We'll come again. Mm. If we need to, we'll just buy another club. Yeah. So this is like clearly it, it, was, it looks like they, they're just saying the right things maybe. Part but maybe that, yeah. it's really how they feel is that we don't want the Black Leopards brand to die. Yeah. All-Stars was Cape Town All-Stars. Then it became All-Stars. Then... Mm. So it's not a legacy club that they've bought. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, maybe, you, saying, yeah. you know, th- I, this is something that none of us like, and we've mentioned this a few times. Yeah. But out of all the scenarios you could imagine happening, this is maybe the least egregious of the lot. This is not the worst. Yeah, I can imagine. And I think I agree with you to extend because, I mean, Black Leopard has been there, you know, and I think it's the first time they're actually going this route, you know, and... It's probably a legacy thing that the children feels like, you know what, they can, they can take it further with new ideas, which is something that we also touched on uh, in previous episode that there are certain clubs in PSL that are legacy team and they're not reinventing, you know what I mean? So I think maybe the, uh, the sons, they're going to reinvent the world and maybe the idea is to just go all the way and try and promote Black Leopard to, to, to the DSTV Premier League and retain the status because... Every time when they go up the stairs, is in or two, and they get relegated. So hopefully now uh, they will they will they will work hard to get it up there and actually keep it up there. Because geez, man, to me to me it seems more like a like a manage a management a, a lack of management um, problem than anything. If you can't manage the club, why not sell it? But you know, teams have to go down, and they, they don't know, have, someone they has don't, to they go don't down. Have to if there's someone better that can manage it better. 
Yeah, if, if you look at, at Premier League and other in, and, and other leagues in, in, in Europe, they're not owned by 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 families, and they're not owned by the same organizations for long for forever. Yeah, because the Chiefs don't want to sell. It's a family business. They've told us this before. Yeah, uh, Jomo, Jomo Cosmos as well. Yeah, now now TDLS team as well. Yeah. It's the same thing, and I, I think eventually that um, the ideas do run out. And the, the passion and, and commitment, and hence the teams at the end of the day, they, they end up going through what Jomo Cosmos and Solos, Muraka Solos have, have gone through as well. Yeah. But if, if, if the legs are not there to run the club anymore, sell it. Yeah, like the Glazers want to, like FSG at some yeah. point will have to yeah. for Liverpool and, and, and all. So I think it's a, it's a management thing than a problem than anything else. And speaking of Chiefs, uh, you know, this, this could be a talking point. Obviously, Safiso Khlanti could be on his way out of the Chiefs' side now. Yes. Yeah, so, r- reports are that um, they are extending, uh, they, they offered him an extension of a year, but with a salary card. Because obviously, it's 33, you know, mm. and, I, and I think Chiefs has done it before with Yeye. Uh, that's why I think he ended up leaving, you know, to, to Super Sport. Yep. Yeah, you know, I don't understand. You know, if I mean, why would you offer somebody an extension with a with a salary card if you value the person? You know? But have you seen the salaries at Kaiser Chiefs? Yeah, it's quite high. That's something how, they how need to was, address because they can't. On? No, I, I I mean I don't know the exact figure, but the yeah. salaries in general for the entire team, mm. the, they need to address salaries in general because they're spending too much money on player salaries. 100%. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I they're, think they're spending more on salaries than Sundance are, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, no, I think they're the biggest, yeah. the highest salaries yes. in the league, hey? Kune, I think, is getting about eight to nine. Yeah. So most probably, but um, I, I know Dolly is up there, like almost to a million. Yep. Kune from, as well from is almost, yeah. almost a million, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I just did, don't did he, sign, did he sign the contract with the salary cut? That's why we, That's we, we why speculate, we're discussing this, yeah. Yeah, we're speculating that he could be on his way out because I think there are offers elsewhere. Uh, where, where they're going to offer him or probably whatever he's getting at Chiefs with a longer contract, maybe two or three years, you know. Or even if it's higher than the salary cut offer yes. and not his current salary, it's still more money. It's still more and money. And he could oh. go to another club. Yeah. And the other thing is, at the moment, why stay at Chiefs for football reasons? Mm. You can stay at Chiefs for salary reasons so they can hold on to players if they're going to keep paying them big money. Yeah, cause But for not- football reasons, other than being a kid who grew up as a Chiefs fan or whatever, and for the passion of Chiefs and, and you know, Chiefs is the Manchester United of South Africa. Yeah, no, be, You know, it's, it's the big name. We could say okay. that, yeah. Yeah, I think, okay, along with Pirates maybe, in terms yeah, of just the, the team that the whole, like every little boy wants to play for one of those yeah, clubs. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, Sundowns as well, but no one else. Yeah. So besides that factor of a footballer playing just because he's a Chiefs fan and he wants to play for Chiefs or whatever. Yeah. Other than that and salaries, what's keeping a player at Chiefs right now? There's not much. I mean, if you look at what they've won, there's nothing in the past 10 years almost. You know, so it's, it's definitely for... Especially with how the season ended. The exactly. run of games that they went on, the run of losses. Yes, the run of losses, yeah. No, and, it, and there's no... For me, from a footballing standpoint, footballers looking at the club and saying... Is next year gonna change? Yeah. Is it gonna and is it gonna change for the good? Yeah. I agree with you. There's so not much. There's yeah. not much from a footballing standpoint that's keeping players there. 
That's why it's probably gonna take. It's probably gonna leave eventually. Because I mean, why take a salary cut if you take a salary? I mean, as a player. I'll, I'll probably will want to sacrifice knowing that, okay, I'm taking a salary cut. I'm going to be playing in Champions League the next season. You know, I'm, chances are we can go all the way. They're not even qualified for Champions League. So there's not really much that I think will motivate him to take that salary cut. I think this is going to depend on... He's looking at, he's looking at the money. Um, I mean, he's reaching retirement age currently. So if he stays for, for another year or two, I'm, I don't think he's going to play beyond 36. No. At centre-back... You yeah, can play a little bit longer. It's, it's yeah. not a forward, mm. you know. So the the legs aren't necessarily in the same way needed, like like in forwards, exactly. you yeah. know, forward players. Yeah. Um, so I think this is all going to boil down to where the other contract offers are coming from. Yeah, definitely. And if, and at what what sort of rates? If if there's another contract out there that is better than what he's uh, Chiefs is it's proposing uh, for the extension, he's definitely going to take it. Yeah. I don't think he's going to stay there. Okay, so obviously, Mamalodi Sundowns had a great season. Yeah. Uh, the players playing top football, now attracting interest from the best league in the world, Saudi. <laughs> uh, Tembazwane. Yeah, I know. There's reports that there's uh, teams interested uh, in Tembazwane. <laughs> and yeah, look, I mean, if I were him, I think he's also like, I think, 32, 33. You know, he's won everything with Sundowns, he's won the leagues. He's won uh, the the Champions League as well with uh, with Sundowns. I mean, if there's a good offer, if our Timbers and I think it's 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 right to take it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like Saudi Arabia is going to be an interesting league next season with all these stars. You know, if you're mm. 33 and there's interest, and you you you've you've won everything at, at club level with your team, why not go rub shoulders with the with your Benzema's? Well, your we're not Ronaldo. talking about a Premier League player. It's not like when Bernardo Silva was rumored of being in, of interest to Saudi League and then yeah. all the pundits are like, you can't be at the top of your game yeah. and go to Saudi League. Yeah. Mm. I mean, let's be honest, DSTV Premiership isn't the top, top of club world club football. No, definitely. Maybe it's, maybe, maybe a step up from Saudi League currently, yeah, no, but no. Benzema, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, and then some players who are in the prime of their life are also joining the Saudi League. And not just the people in the retirement stage but, of their of their career. So Saudi League isn't is it a step down from DSTV Premiership right now? Of course not. It's not. I'll say it's not a step yeah. down. Not with Benzema and Cristiano Ronaldo and players like not that. With our players. But definitely. I'll phrase it this way. You know, I wouldn't say it's a step down from uh, from Premier League. It's definitely a step up. For Tembazwan. For PSL yeah. players, yeah. No, yeah. for Tembazwan. I don't want to say for PSL. Because I still... I st- look, I haven't watched enough Saudi League to say Premier League is not, is not better than Saudi. Can for I tell you how much know, Saudi League I've watched? Uh, None. Z- <laughs> <laughs> so we can't assume that... Cristiano Ronaldo's Instagram page. That's all the Saudi League see, I see. So for all we know, PSL could even be better than them. Yeah. So I'll, I'm, I'll say it's a step up for Zwane in a sense that... He has won everything for Sundowns. Yeah. He's also like 33, reaching uh, the later stage of his career. So he might as well go out there and cash cash out. And what a better way to to cash out to retire with 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 the likes of you know the Ronaldo's. players that you mentioned, your Ronaldos, yeah. your Benzema's, your Kantes. Go, you know, Kante, yeah. I, I feel like yeah, it, it it would be a good move for him. I think. And and I think we have to give it to the Saudi Saudi league as well that they're not only looking at um, Europe players. 
to to boost their league as a, as the project that they're going under no. right now. They're Definitely. looking everywhere for good any good players around the world. I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. Well, and Real Madrid do it in South America every season. Yeah. They go and get talent from South America. Yeah. And I mean, Europe, top European clubs look to Africa for talent as well, but they look for young talent that they can groom. Yeah, so this is an interesting move yeah, where yeah. there's not many players that come the, from the DSTV Premiership that are reaching the twilight years of their career <laughs> that then move on to other leagues around the world. Yeah. It's not that common. It's yeah. more the other leagues, like bigger leagues, mm. or especially financially bigger leagues, normally look to Africa for younger talents that they can groom into prospects. No, definitely. And I think what also Europeans, and I think we've mentioned this, European, European clubs, I think they like shopping on the western and northern parts of Africa. Eh? They don't play much down here for some odd reason, eh? I wouldn't say for some odd reason, because I remember, obviously, the partnerships with IX Cape Town. That's the one that stems to mind first, because, yeah. I mean, there was a full brand partnership, everything. Mm. And they used IX Cape Town as a feeder club to groom talent yeah. to take over that side. And they didn't, they had, maybe Stephen Pinar yeah. is one success story of, of a South African league player going young enough yeah. to European football and becoming a success. Benny, Benny, but did Benny come out of seven stars from that, yeah, he from left, that project uh, as well? Yeah, he's from, yeah. He's from that project. Okay, so there's a couple, couple players that have gone on to do things through feeder clubs in South Africa. Feyenoord had agreements here in South Africa as well with feeder clubs. Yeah. So big European clubs have looked at South Africa before for talent. Of course they did. And yeah, how yeah. much have they really gotten out of it? How much talent have they really found? Not much, but, eh? Yeah, so that's back, what back I'm in saying. The days, back in the I don't know. Now they have not been looking. I don't know if they've been looking, but they've not been signing um, players from our country, from our league. But back in the days, they, they had a lot of success. Our players had a lot, a lot of success in the Premier League. Ben McCarthy eventually went to the, to the, the Premier League. Sean Butlett. Um, There's quite a few, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, uh, you And the boy that played for Tottenham. Yeah, Mark uh, Fish as well. Mark Fish. Well, Let's, yeah, um, Stephen Pinot is, is the big name of Quinton Fortune as well. played for Spurs. Quinton yeah. Fortune as well, also from a fairly young age, played yeah. European football. Yeah. But there's not enough like when you look at Senegal. Yes, that's what I'm oh, saying. Yes. Yeah, no. that, so the success for European teams in terms of finding talent in countries, yeah. they keep going back to the, the countries that they get talent. So I think you can't blame the European football clubs for not looking at South Africa for more talent because they tried it and they didn't reap enough benefit. Whereas they're reaping benefit from West Africa. That's what I'm saying. What is it that, like, maybe the question we should be asking ourselves is, in the southern part of Africa, what is it that we're doing that is not attracting big clubs? Because if you look at Uganda, Nigeria, uh, Senegal, all those countries have got, like, big stars all the time in, in, in the mm. Premier League, in La Liga, in, in Bundesliga. They've got, like, big stars. But we've got, like, a handful of of players and we cannot say there's no talent but is there something that maybe it, it, we're it not boils doing down right to the national team that's where they mostly get recruited and we are not featuring in the top um top international inter international um competitions we don't qualify for the world cup with the most powerful league. the most powerful yeah. league in africa domestic league yeah in africa surely but, it, but your, your, your national team has to do good has to you, do your better. point is very very valid because a lot of players get recruited in like World Cups, you know, F cons, you know, and if you if your national team is not participating, 
on those, it, it, it does going to have some effects on, on your players. And I think that's another reason. But I just feel like there's more that we're not doing right, you know. I think this begs the question. We spoke a couple episodes ago about the lack of development or the right development of young, talented players in this country. Yeah. And we're saying that they're not doing enough. We don't know that much, but we simply feel that they're not doing enough for nurturing young talent in this country and training them correctly. Are we wrong in saying that? Because we had feeder clubs in this country that were looking for young players for them to take over and groom, Mm. and it wasn't successful. Is it a problem of the system not training young players to make them good enough? Or do we not have the talent? 100%. Do we maybe not have the talent? We, no, we definitely have the talent. Talent in, is there. In, in SA. I think the development structure is the problem. Or were we not giving enough incentive to young players to develop their talent and actually go? We're not giving enough support to, to yep. the structure itself, not to the players. Which, which, which yeah, yeah, young, young players are not looking for incentives. They're not looking to be compensated uh, yeah. to play football. Yeah, they, they just want to play do, ball. They just want to play ball, but at their platforms. As growing up, there was something called School of Excellence. I don't know if you know about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Stephen Pina is from there, actually. Yeah, a few players, a few, few good players back in the days, early 2000, mm. late 90s, they came from there. Neturena was a good, also a good, uh, a very good um, a development structure as well. They had a row um, facilities where mm. the likes of Junior Kanye and Jabupule came from mm. as well. That as well as died when Farouk was 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 was, was uh, managing it. Yeah. Uh, Howard Freeze as well was 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 part of the management there. Um, I know this because I was one of the players, a failed talent. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I think I think I think we're not giving enough support to the structures themselves, not the players. Mm-hmm. The players are there. Players want to play. Talent is there. Go to Soweto. Go to the East Rand. Go to Mamilodi. Everywhere. Good and Pirates at uh, Yebo, yes, sorry to cut you. Yeah. Pirates at, I think, Yebo, yes, at back then that developed your Jugutukumakanyas. You know, I think uh, Gift Leremi came from there as well. You know, a few players came from there. And also, talking about young talent, I, I read something very interesting. Um, sporting director at Sundown, I think the guy's name is Fleming Berg, you know. So... Obviously, PSL has got uh, DDC, which is a disky challenge. It's, mm, this is yeah. where you fill your youngsters. And he said to, 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 uh, uh, to, to the powers at Mamelodi Sundan that if you are 19, 20, and 21, you can't be playing at DDC, which means you need to be up there or you have failed, you know, which means he, he, he wants 16-year-old, 17-year-old. So, and again, we, we've touched on this. I think Mamelodi Sundance is a little bit of uh, a little bit ahead of the rest, you know, and that's why I think they're seeing success. You know, things like this, you've got a sporting director who's making these decisions. Uh, it, it benefits the club, you know. Yeah, we're seeing results from Sundowns that might not only be on the pitch for the senior team. Yes. But throughout all the systems in the background of the club, yeah. they're doing the right things. And that's why they're reaping the benefits of such great success in Definitely. recent years on in the first team. You can't be twenty one. Yeah. You can't be twenty one and be playing for a B side when you've got like the likes of Phil Foden at the age of twenty one has already won five Premier Leagues. Mbappe yeah. Monaco. He started at sixteen. Mbappe, you know, yeah. you know. Lionel Messi started at sixteen. Uh, yeah. You know, so I think as and he well, came straight from La Masia. Yes. Yes. So I think the biggest problem I think we have is we we take too long to give these youngsters a chance, you know, to to, to break into the senior team. You know, you're talking about giving youngsters a chance. 
and uh, Bafana Bafana coach Hugo Bruce admitted to he doesn't know about the PSL first division. Yeah, the, look. the second division. <laughs> and he handed the ropes to his assistant. How did he get the job then? Eh? <laughs> but he... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit weird for me, you know, if you're in this country, you need to align yourself with uh, with, the, with the league, with both leagues, you know, because there's talent there, you know, and I think there's, there's, there's sort of like, I don't know, I, if there's a communication breakdown between the national team coach and the clubs, you know, because you know, he needs to look, especially for Kosafa, which is a non-sanctioned uh, tournament, you yeah. know, by FIFA, you need to be looking at uh, NFD to to expose those young players that tomorrow to competitive football. Yes, they at can, a national level. Yes, they can they can benefit the national t- the senior national team, and also um, they can get exposed to get um, contracts from big clubs. You know, yeah. so I don't understand why he's not giving it an eye, but. Uh, yeah, like you said, Marco, he's given the ropes to his assistant, and I believe his assistant does not have um, a pro a, a, a pro coaching um, uh, qualifications. qualifications yeah. So he can't sit on the bench. So I think they've roped another two coaches for that Kosafa Cup. Well, besides that, but I, I think it's 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 incompetency and unprofessional uh, by him by the coach. Because if you know, you know that something like this is going to happen. Yeah. You, still, you need to prepare yourself. You need to start watching those games. You need to start watching those boys. Yeah. And, and prepare yourself for the, for, the, for, for the competition. How angry should we be as the football viewing public in this country if he doesn't get results on the field with Bafana now? Yeah. If he doesn't get results with Bafana now yeah. after this? Because it's one thing to say oh, you didn't get results with Bafana. Bafana's underachieved for many, many years. But now, he, the, the hammer has to come down on him after admitting this yeah. when Bafana doesn't succeed. Because it's, where is your attention then? Yeah. If, you've, if you've not succeeded with Bafana and you, you hand something like this off and you say, I don't have the energy to pay attention to this. Yeah. Then surely you're paying so much energy into the first team and the ambitions of the, the Bafana squad with uh, the... African Cup of Nations coming up. Coming yeah. up. Yeah. If you don't succeed there, then you, you've spent your preparation time wrong. You yeah. might as well have put some attention into this because you're doing nothing there either. Yeah, I agree with you. 100%. Look, I think we can cut him some slack with the fact that it's, a, it's not a, a FIFA-sanctioned tournament. Of course. It, it's more of, it's Kosaf, it's, it's Southern region, you know, it's Mozambique. But uh, then you better Zambia. succeed. Look, I, I think the hammer's going to come to poor Hellman because he has to select the players. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, and that's fun. I think he's already fun. shifting the blame in advance. But then with what, with what Marco is saying, yeah. he has to go and succeed in FCON because if you can't pay attention to, 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 to Kosafa... Then your attention should be elsewhere. The attention is FCON, and yeah. you, need to, uh, you need to bring us uh, good results. You know? Yes. Of course. No, yes. I agree with you there. So we give him the benefit of the doubt for now. Yeah. But if there's no success at FCON... Yeah. No, he needs to... Yeah, and no, I think it's gonna, they're going to come down hard on him, you know? Let's wrap up local football. Um, Maritzburg United. <laughs> Padre Davis. <laughs> huh? Politics in, in football. Look, I think Farouk Haddad is... It's, it's, it's what you... I think we call them sour grapes, eh? You know, but again, you know, he's saying um, Fadlu David... Uh, it's Fadlu Davis, I think, yeah? Yeah was half in, half out already, you know, when the, 
uh, the playoffs were, were happening. You know, he, it looks like he went for an interview at Wedat uh, and he eventually re, uh, was revealed as an assistant coach to Zinbauer, who was working with him at Orlando Pirates. So, yeah, it, it looks like uh, Farouk Kadudia is saying the men never really gave it at all. And had it been more focused, they would have survived. I don't know what you guys think. You Do know? you think Davis watches this podcast? <laughs> because you said for so long, Maritzburg should go down automatically. If you don't finish 15th, if, if you finish 15th, you go. If you, yeah, if you, you said that finish 15th, well, yeah. you must go. Yeah, yeah. Nah. So maybe he, he watches the podcast. So <laughs> you say, nah, he's like, there's, there's not we much must I go. There's not, <laughs> we must go. It's not fair if we stay. Exactly. We must go. That's probably what is. is a and he's like, I'm going to go yeah, look. He's a baller. He's a baller. Yeah, he's a baller. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, look, I think it's just sour grapes, man. I think he's heard that this team is gone and he's losing out a lot of money. But, I mean, in any profession, there's no one that doesn't look out for themselves. You know, you must always have that in, in, in the back of your head that if you've got talent, at some point they're going to want to leave or else they're, or, or, or they're looking at um, other opportunities. And I think... Uh, but if he, did, if he did go for interviews, surely he should have waited a couple of weeks to go for interviews. When other clubs are knocking on your door and they say, look, we want you, yeah. he should say, wait. I'm committed yeah. right now. Yeah. These are very important games coming up for the club that I'm contracted to. Yeah. I should commit. I should. It's just general ethics. Ethics. So if yeah. he did, I mean, we don't know if he really did those yeah, interviews or not. Yeah, we don't know. You know but general ethics, surely he should have said, I'm not doing any interviews for now. Wait two weeks. Yeah, no, look. Wait three weeks and then we'll do the interviews. Yeah, true. I think so. From that point of view, you, you're making a good point, but you're in a ship hey. and you can see the ship is sinking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah. sending emails to another company already from my work email address. I don't know, <laughs> you know? I don't know if you should have waited or not. I think um, we can argue that some players, even players, not just managers, they do speak to, to managers of teams that are interested in them and the clubs themselves before they actually reveal to, to, their, to the club that they're currently playing. They do have those secret talks yeah, you see, it's, FIFA's it's, got regulations against football. it for a reason, though. And, but look, it's, I think with players, when you're going and conducting interviews as a manager yeah. and you're saying, this is your team, here's my PowerPoint presentation of how it would run things, things yeah. like that, yeah. that should wait for off-season. If it's an official because interview, because of, if it's an official interview, then it's wrong. But, but you can have talks, you can, you can have lunch, you can have tea, you can have coffee. Because with football know? players, There's the agents. players don't do... Prep talking. work for an interview, yeah. right? You, your agent goes and negotiates Jeez. for you. You can still Correct. focus on your team. A manager, it takes prep work for you to conduct an interview yeah, for management. Because you need to, to present. You, you need, need to, to present. Your, you, yes. you, Players, they've, they've done their reviews on you. Mm. They've got a scouting team that goes and looks at your credentials, says you're good in this area, this area, whatever. Let's speak to your agent, see what sort of salary demands and financially how we can make this deal happen. Yeah. So for a player to be speaking to other clubs, I think isn't as bad as this because mm. the player now speaking to other clubs isn't taking energy and attention from him. He, yeah. His agent goes and does the talking. Mm. He's a player. He f can focus on his job. Okay. That, but that I think a sense. manager, your attention is now going to those things. I agree. If those interviews happened, like we said, we don't know for sure. Mm. But if they did... Maritzburg United have the right to feel done in a little bit. Yeah, look, because it was a critical stage of, of Maritzburg. Critical. 
hectic, hectic, you know, in the middle mm. of playoffs and you're not really getting the results within the playoffs and you've got a guy who's supposed to take yeah, you no, out that, of... That was a wrong that, move. Yeah, no. <laughs> unprofessional. Yeah, look, unprofessional. I feel for Farouk, yeah. but yeah, no, he finished 15th, he must go. <laughs> uh, okay, so talking about Black Leopards in Motsepe Foundation. Yeah. But still in DSTV Premiership, Amazulu. Yeah, no, the appointed uh, Franco Pablo, eh? Franco, Franco Pablo. Pablo, yeah. Pablo Franco. Pablo, Pablo Franco. Franco. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the former Real Madrid assistant coach. Yeah, no, I think... Yeah. Can we say our league is attracting uh, the best or what? I wouldn't say that because he was, he was in Tanzania, so he had, we attracted a, another African... Um, candidate, so it's not like we got him. They got him straight from straight Europe. from yeah. Europe. Yeah. So but he was in Tanzania, around, like so he's within the salary structure already. So I don't think there's a okay. Look, but he's upgraded from Tanzania. Coming, yeah. No, no, no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, of course, yes. No, so, yeah. so he's learned from Real Madrid. He's proven himself at a lower league in Tanzania. Yeah. He has the next step. Clearly, he's got ambitions to continue growing. Is DSTV Premiership? a place that managers should be looking at to grow their credentials to get jobs in Europe or Saudi? or One thing that I can tell you is that we've had a lot of European coaches who were unknown uh, prior to them coming to South Africa, and they've come here and made a name for themselves. And, I mean, look at Zimbabwe, for instance. Uh, he, was, he was not that known, you know. He came to Pirates, won... Um, a, a trophy and is now even uh, getting hired in Morocco. You know, you look at the current uh, Orlando Pirates coach, Jose, um, uh, uh, you know, he, prior to him joining Pirates, he had not won anything and he sort of made a name for himself. So it, PSL has been a ground for, I could say, I'll say like, less um, attractive an, coach an, an, an in Europe. Unproven talent. You know, unproven talent. Unproven talent, yes. Yeah. You, you put it well there. Unproven talent. So there's a whole lot of them that came here. You know, if you go back in the days, you look at your Jeff Butlers, you know, you look at your Ted Dimitri, you know. The machine. The machine at you growl, yeah. you know. There's a whole lot of uh, coaches that came to South Africa and actually won. I mean, even Clive, ba- I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stuart Baxter. Or Stuart Baxter. Baxter. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. one of them, you know. So it, it has been a place where this unproven European coach comes and they actually um, uh, do well in South Africa. I don't know what it is that they have because... Even our national team has, has had a few. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Not Joel Santana, though. He was horrible. <laughs> Uh, Santana, but Santana came straight from from Brazil, right? Yeah, he came from Brazil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So, moving away, I think it's a good transition back into European football, yeah. especially Premier League. Is Fabrizio Romano eight hours ago? Yeah. Manchester United are now set to sign English talented fullback Harry Amos. Deal done. It will wow. be signed completed. Amos joins from Watford. He'll sign for a four-year contract. Now, the reason I think this is important because that's not an important signing. It's yeah. a youngster joining Manchester United. I think what's important there is that he joins from Watford. Yeah. And I think to myself, how many top talents have come from a Watford academy over the years? Now, Watford, not a big football club, not a giant like uh, mm. 
you know, Manchester City's academy, you expect. Chelsea's academy, you expect. Yeah. Manchester United's academy, you expect. Those are the academies you expect top talents from all the time. But Watford consistently delivering top talents from there. Clubs like Southampton consistently delivering top, and I mean top talents yeah. from their academies. And we were talking about not nurturing talent here in, in South Africa. Yeah. And it's like, how many academies are you talking about nurt- bringing top talent in? I think is Orlando Pirates uh, still seen as the top academy in South Africa? No. I mean, Sundowns now currently will be the top academy yeah, no, in definitely. the country. But how many of the other clubs have a youth team that they're really developing that you can say, wow, they might the first team might not have the money to play with the big boys at the top, top, top end of the table, like a Watford. Never going to have the financial power or the fan base or anything to really compete at the top level. of. But the academy keeps pushing out top talents that go on to play for bigger clubs. Look, I think it's the structures. You know, European structures are are very good. You know, I mean, they've got like, they will have like under 10, under 12s, under 30s, under 15s, you know. It just boils down to if... Financial muscles. I think they've mm. got financial muscles, mm. especially the UK. The UK to run these football clubs at at a, at a, at a lower, 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 lower um, um, age. You know what I mean. Mm. So I think it boils down to that, and they've done it in uh, for years now. You know, and I think when you compare it to us here, yeah, let alone to run a club, it's difficult. You hear stories of players not being paid. So imagine running an under seventeen, under fifteen, and under twelve. It's it's difficult. From the second or third division, let alone the first division. You know what I mean? So I think, I think it's just structures and financial muscles. And I think another thing that the European development get right is, is that um, you're almost, as a, as a player, as a, develop, uh, a player from the development, you're almost guaranteed a career. Whether mm. you're going to play for a Watford, which is developing you, yeah. or you're going to be shipped to Manchester United or Liverpool. That always happens. You're always, um, at the age of 15, 16, you already know that you're going to have a career in football. Um, in South Africa, um, we get it wrong. Um, that's why there's so many failed talents. Like yourself. Like myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, vets, vets used to do it, right? Um, our, our, the, one of the, people, the guys that come here, our friend Josta Zaza, he comes from the vets development as well. You know, Vets used to do it, right? But um, remembering going back to Kiesa Chiefs, there are a lot of talents that did not make professional. Not because uh, they were not good enough, but because maybe Kiesa Chiefs' senior team was flooded, but there was no structure to ship them out to other teams. Yeah. So that's where we, f- we, we get it wrong. We should be able to ship our, 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 develop, um, our players from development to other teams if we can't. Um, give them look, a to a certain extent, it's helping because if you look at a guy like Matt from Chiefs, he's from Pirates, you know. So he, he never made it uh, to senior team at Pirates, and then he's, he's he's gone to Chiefs. So I think, and also when you say like in Europe, uh, talent is almost guaranteed. You'll be shocked at how many players were at development but that never that never made it uh, professionally. Hence, I, hence I'm, I'm saying almost yeah. not everyone, but almost almost. I mean. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah. it's, I think there's a whole lot of, like, a lot of players that were in development structures but ne- never really made it uh, professional. I'm just saying, you know, yes, yeah. yeah. I think also from a medical standpoint, I look at Gauteng, I remember when I was a young player. And by the time you get to an age where they teach you how to run properly to not damage your ligaments and stuff, mm-hmm. on our hard pitches here in Gauteng, yeah. the pitches are hard. The beating it takes on your legs 
on your ankles, on your joints from a young age, not learning how to run correctly. Mm. Small things. Yeah. It sounds like a silly thing. Yes. Like when you want a football coach, you want him to teach you how to jump, header, mm. pass, use both feet, mm. some tactics. But just someone who can watch you run and say, hey, listen, we need to work on how you run. You stomp too heavy. You run yeah. on your heels. Yeah. You're causing damage. And our in Gauteng, the our dry pitches that we play on are rough yeah. on the joints. So maybe it's small things like that where you have talented players who... By the time they're 15, a club looks at him and he's like, I'm not going to develop you. We've done, we can see that you, you, you run for 30 minutes and then you can't run anymore because your joints yes. are aching. Yeah, look, I, I agree with you there. It's, it, there's, uh, there's various factors that we can throw in there that I think they are very, very important. And you look at things like diet, you know, you know are, the, are the young players eating all right? You know, because mm. we, we cannot, and I say this in this podcast, we cannot unplay the issue that our economical issues in these countries, you know, uh, have, do they have, the, these young players, do they have support in terms of such things? You know what I'm saying? Family you know? support as well. Family support as yeah, well. You know, too. a lot of these young players come from broken families, you mm. know. So those are social aspects that comes into play when we're discussing development, you know. Yeah, and then exposure to drugs, crime, yes. things like All that. All of those, big you know, factors. that's why we've got... Somehow South America deals with that better than we do here. But I was comparing to Europe, and it's not fair, like you say, it's not yeah. fair to compare to Europe because a lot of these kids come from much better homes in yeah. places like yeah. the UK. Yeah. But South America, is it just the pure... I mean, okay, Brazil's a difficult country mm. to compare to. It's a football-crazy country with a huge population. Mm. So and with a lot if of you crime have, as well. A lot of crime, a yeah. lot, mm. lot of issues. A lot of but issues, yeah. their population, lot of issues, yeah. their population is huge. So yep. to find 50 good footballers from the whole country of Brazil is much easier than finding 50 good footballers from South Africa. And every second, every second kid in Brazil is kicking a ball. Yep. He's, not, he's yeah. not dreaming of playing cricket. He's not dreaming of playing rugby. You know what I mean? Do they yeah. even have a crit cricket team? No, I don't think they do. <laughs> and also, what, when you mentioned that uh, the European clubs find it easier to, to get players from South America, another thing is they get them when they are fairly young. You know, they... They go that side when they're like, some of them, they go 12, 13, like Messi went there when he was really, really young, you know. I think when, they, when they're young, you can still teach them a lot of things, you know. Mm. You can still nurture them to what you want them to be, you know. So I think that also makes a huge difference, you know. It must start when from a young. young age yeah, and from, from parents as well. Parents play a, a, a huge role as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. European football clubs come look for the talent here, get them out of here early. <laughs> definitely. We, we need it for Bafana to be strong. No, definitely. <laughs> look, man, maybe we will see Bafana Fana winning a World Cup in our lifetime. You hey. never know. Hey, hey I'm stretching hey. it, but hey. hey. <laughs> we need maybe 15 top young talented players to go over to European clubs and get the best training yeah. and, yeah. and come back and play for the national Maybe side. our grandkids will witness Bafana Bafana win, winning the World Cup. Yeah, look. Not we, even our, our, our kids. Yeah, Grand you kids. never know, hey. Look at Morocco. Morocco, I think they went on a, a redevelopment of their structures of football. I think it was, I think, six years ago. I, I could be wrong. I don't want to get uh, flack for, 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 for not getting it right. But some few years back, they, they went on to this redevelopment of football within their structures. And you can see now that Moroccans are dominating African football in all aspects of the game, from under-17s to um, their women's uh, football clubs are going to the, yeah. uh, to the care finals, and obviously the national team 
um, having to, to go to the semis, you know, they almost made it all the way, you know. So if we can restructure and put efforts in developing our football structures from all corners of South Africa, I think we, we, we stand a better chance, you know. But there has to be um, a drive, you know. I don't know what happened to that 100 million legacy fund that we got from FIFA because I think that was the perfect opportunity to get us from the hole that our football is in, you That's know. Thinning. Yeah. What happened to hey you? man, you know people. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say things yet that yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. But that's yeah. why I'm only saying the first name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, talking about. I mean, I did bring up that there's a British talent getting signed by Manchester United, and talking about developing British talent in the UK. The one thing we did talk about financial incentive. Yeah. Declan Rice, Moses Caicedo. Look at the price difference that they're talking about for these two players. British tax is real yeah, on player a, signings. It's a real yeah. thing, eh? Declan Rice, a hundred million, and it's looking cheap. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like mm. it's looking like whichever club buys him for a hundred million isn't getting a bad deal. It'll mm. happen. Everyone will be happy with that mm. amount. Mm. West Ham will be happy. Whichever club gets Declan Rice will be happy. Moses Caicedo, for me, st- statistically, you go through all the stats of yeah. the season that he had. He's not going to go a hundred million. No, it's not. 60? 60 maybe, yeah. I think it's but worth it. that is big British tax just for a British player just because he's it's just British. British. That is, it's That's big crazy. money. Base amount. Now, I'm not saying that 55 million or is, I think Man United over-offered 50 at 55. 55 plus 5. There's an add-on for 5. Uh, no, 50 plus 5 to get to a total of 55. Oh, okay. Yes, but yes, Chelsea yes. are holding out for 65. Now, I'm not saying that that is too much money for Mason Mount. I think he's a quality player, whatever. I think it's already too big an offer that Manchester United have made and has been rejected for a player who's in the last season of his contract. He's in the last year of his contract, and he has said to Chelsea, I want to go. Either I go now, or I go go for free in a year. So So I'll play for you for a year, and I'll go for free to a Manchester United and Chelsea are still saying 55 million is not enough again British tax no they're being ridiculous and if I were United I was going to pull out of that deal well Man United have said I think they pulled out didn't they pull out well they've said that that was their final offer yes the third offer was their final offer at 55 million total no it's fine And, and they've said we'll leave the offer there in case you change your mind Chelsea but if you don't change your mind, there's no more money coming. Yeah. We'll, we'll move on to other we'll talks. explore yeah. other options, yeah. Yeah. And because we think it's a fair offer. It's a more than fair offer. It on a player who's offer. in the last season of his contract, that is a more than fair offer. Yeah. We'll come back for him next season and get him for free. The reason we've put they, all this money in easy, is our yeah. manager really likes the player mm. and we want him for next season. So we're prepared to give you quite a, hun- a healthy chunk of money for this player. And then Chelsea have said no. We've got enough money from Saudi. Thank you very much. Yeah, it looks like Chelsea want to channel all their players to Saudi for some odd reason. Because I think that is there an interest for Mount in in, in, in Saudi? No, I mean no. no, he's no, too, no he's too the, the only so, other so club that no pressure for, uh, for for United to get him um, now. I think only Bayern Munich because Thomas Tuchel, who yeah. was the manager at Chelsea, oh, is a yes. big fan of Mason Mount. Okay. So he is apparently saying we want to push for a deal. But Mason Mount seems like he really wants the Manchester United deal because Ten Hag believes in him so much. So that's why I think the sum looks so big. But also, you've rejected a very big offer for a player, British tax. 
Yeah, no, it's insane, eh? It's, and Declan so, Rice, I mean, hundred is Arsenal gonna gonna go for it? They have to, because Man uh, City no, are gonna Man, offer Man City, the hundred. Did they pull out? I, I know Man City want him as well. Yeah, Man City will go for hundred, yeah. and Arsenal will go for hundred. Let's also and not especially, forget, especially that Gunagon is gone now. It will make sense. We've already um, there's already Kovacic in the in the mix. Oh yes, yes. yeah. So that he's let's, already there. Let's not there. forget yeah. that, guys. Agents, uh, agents, especially in Europe, they pay they pay journalists to write stories sometimes to create to create interest. I remember the Christian the Cristiano Ronaldo story when he was going to when they said he was going to City to City. Yes. it pushed United to to to. To, to make trans- a quick signing. To, to make a quick signing. Just and to make I the fans happy. And it was... happened within hours. Yes. I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo... I don't even think Pep... No, were... that, that, no, that I, was never going to happen. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm saying... But it was so believable when, when the story was Manchester written, United yeah. is the only football club in the world that is making signings based on what's in the newspaper. <laughs> oh, he's going... I, buy him. Buy him. <laughs> They're so nervous. They look nervous. Yeah. Even for a goalkeeper search at the moment. Yeah. yeah, they look nervous. They 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 do, and I mean, in, if you look at United for the past few years, they haven't really made like proper. They haven't really signed properly, you know. And I think it's like you're saying they do panic. To, Bruno to, was a great signing. Casemiro was, was, was a great signing. signing. Christian Eriksen for free, good signing. Yeah. Um, Lissandra Martinez, good signing. All Only the, now, all the ballers like, know the my part now, like two three years ago, you know. I think. All the ballers know my view on Anthony, but we'll move on. <laughs> I, I, with Anthony, I said to you the other time, I, I think I was, I was saying to Mag that at his attitude towards the game, something has to change. And I was told he's, he's, he's just passionate. And I'm telling <laughs> you now, I think he is, like he's got this mentality. I don't know how to call it. Like football does not, doesn't owe you anything. You just have yeah. to go there and perform. And play, yeah. yeah. You know, that's, that's why you look, look at your Messi's. Messi will get tackled, I don't know how many times. Mm. But he will get still, pissed off, but they will still perform. You know that, what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. There's two players at Manchester United that need to change a lot. It's Anthony yeah. and Jadon Sancho. And I think the thing they need to change most is the shirt. <laughs> go. <laughs> go. go to another club. You are being brutal, Aye. man. <laughs> Aye. And Rash? You still need Rash in the team? Ah, he's a top player. Okay. Marcus Rashford should be. He had a, he had a great season. He, last, last, and last and season. he's a good player. He loves the club. Yeah. He wants to play. He plays well. He's dangerous. He's for him, for me, Bruno Fernandes, him, those are your untouchable players Not in definitely. the front line of Manchester United. I yeah. think Casemiro's important to the club. I think uh, Rafael Varane, Lissandra Martinez, important players. David De Gea, important because you can't sign another goalkeeper, so you need him because we can't find one. Oh, no, no. What's happening with that deal? I mean, they're talking about it, but Man United have no money. Mm. We've already given all of our transfer budget to Chelsea for Mason Mount. They, they need to sell the team. That's it. Yeah. So is, <laughs> yeah. is David De Gea, even though he cost a few goals, is he a bad goalkeeper? No, if you can keep him on lower wages than what he was earning yeah. and spend money rather than finding another top goalkeeper, because their goalkeepers are very expensive at the moment. But Ask Tottenham. Yeah, it's difficult, eh? We just recently bought a keeper. Yes, and they spent big money yeah. on not necessarily a top, top goalkeeper. So goalkeepers are very expensive at the moment. Manchester United need probably three players down the center of the pitch. And they've been struggling to sell on. So I mean, they cancelled a bunch of contracts of a bunch of players. So they've 
uh, trimmed some fat but not gotten any money back like Chelsea have. Chelsea have got a lot of money back trimming fat. Yeah. Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz, Kante. Mm-hmm. Kante. Koulibaly. Koulibaly. Like gonna go. And yeah. And their goalkeeper um, who's gone to Saudi League as well. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Mendy. 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 Yeah. So Chelsea, who spent 600 million last season, now looking like they're getting a fair portion back. And yeah. it's like, okay, financial fair play back in play because they've got a lot of money back yeah. Yeah. On, on trimming fat. And Manchester United need to be able to do the same. If, if you can sell Jadon Sancho right now for decent money, you have to let him go because you need that What's money. What's decent to... for Sancho? 50, 60? I think that you need 60 million for a player of Jadon Sancho's quality, but yeah. no one's going to offer 60 million for him right now. Yeah. Where's his head? You know, how many years, how many years been... left on his contract? I yeah, think it's not, two or three years. I think still left I think he signed four. I think I can't. I can't. I, yeah, I can't remember. But he hasn't really fired in in all cylinders. No. He's not the I mean, he from, was given uh, Germany. You know. Yeah, he was given a break because remember we didn't see him for the first half of last season. Well, we saw him for a little bit, and then he wasn't in any sides. He wasn't in training. Nothing building up to the World Cup, and even a little bit we after saw him the World Cup sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So he was given like a holiday to get his head right. Hmm. You know, to his psychology clearly wrong. So Eric Ten Hag thought, okay, let me give you a holiday. Go see the psychologist. Go get your head right, whatever. Come back and play. Yeah. And it didn't work. And it's like, okay, now what? Million dollar question. Yeah, I know. It's Mason Ma and Mason Green. What Mason happens? Greenwood. Yeah, What's going to happen to him? Yeah. What do you do with Mason Greenwood, Ed? What do you do? Because his quality. As the club, what do yeah. you do? Because he's quality. He is quality. Get, he get, he get has good, more quality get than good players around him. He's a you better well. he's a better number nine, I think, going forward. Yeah. He he'll have to play on the right wing for now. Because yeah. he's yeah. not a nine yet. He, yeah. he needs time to develop into a nine. But he's a better number nine going forward than anyone else in their team, maybe Marcus Rashford. Now I'll say they need to bring him back. You know, you don't sell such kind of a player. You no, know? you know. And they've already lost money. Because they were paying him while the whole trial was was happening, so they're still paying him. They're still paying him yeah. anyway, you know. So he's training know, with I mean, his he, own coach, a personal clear. coach. Just just get good players around him and and, and let him play. Yeah. But That's what does it do for the brand of Manchester United? It's an important question. There's he's also cl- that. He's cleared though. Is he not cleared? Uh, he's they dropped the case, but he's clearly not cleared from the from reputational the damage. Yeah. So he's cleared from a criminal damage. He's not going to be arrested. He's not going to be charged. None of those things. Will he sell but there were, there were voice there were voice recordings of mm. him being very abusive to his mm. girlfriend. And they've said that they want to do interviews with the woman's team to mm. see how they feel about him being allowed back into the team. Yeah. I wonder what the manager's thinking is but that I need look, him. The look, manager's then, surely thinking I need him. Look, mm. look, because for them to I keep need him, him on the right wing. Mm. And for them to keep him for this long, what what is the purpose? Maybe they think that Saudi is going to buy him for forty million, fifty million. Sure, yeah, it's a very sticky think, situation for I him. I don't think the Saudi league really cares if they're buying a player yeah. with a reputation for for women. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, whole look, country of really Saudi has a bad on, reputation um, for on on such things. Maybe, yeah. maybe Saudi could be a good escape for him at the age of what, 22, 23? Yeah, but it's a but good I think league. I think I think he deserves a chance from a human being a human point of view. He deserves a chance, you know. He, I, in my eyes, I think from how the case went, 
he, the, the charges were dropped. I think it's cleared. I think that's, that's the problem is that you have to suffer consequences for bad actions. Yeah. You yeah, can't let footballers think that they're bigger than life. Yeah, no, definitely. Because he's one of those who's a footballer who thinks he's bigger than life because he's a footballer. He's yeah. bigger than other human beings. He's too big to be touched because mm. he's grown up be- believing he's the greatest because he has grown up he's the greatest. I think for, he's been celebrated from the age of 14, mm. 15, being told how great he is. Yeah. So I think that there needs to be consequences for footballers who think they're bigger than life. Yeah. But at Manchester United is a struggling club. They're not Manchester City. This is an easy decision for Manchester City. Yeah, look, Go. Mendy, we can't touch him. For yes. me, I wouldn't want them Why? to touch him. You know what I mean? Why? You don't need him. We don't need him. Manchester we- United need Mason Greenwood. Yeah. He'd make a big difference to the side. Yeah, no, definitely. But can I, can I make this example? I've, the, the, the reason I say is, I say if he's cleared, then he deserves a chance. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo um, was once accused of, of, of rape as well, if you guys remember. And he came out and commented about it, right? Yes. There were, there were charges, but they were dropped as well before he was arrested, unfortunately. But, uh, very so if different a, if case. A, if, if, if he could get a chance to come back and still become the Ronaldo that he became, and this, he was in his prime of, of his career when it happened, mm. why can't we give Greenwood a chance to... I think that there's, it's a different case. That's the only thing I can say is that uh, with Cristiano Ronaldo was an accusation. Yeah. He said, she said. Yes. Mason Greenwood, there's recordings. Yeah. Very clear mm. that he was in the wrong. And the whole world perceives it that way. Yeah. With Cristiano Ronaldo... Did it happen? Did it not happen? Yeah, it came forward once. She dropped it and walked away. She got some money. And then she came back Again, years yes. later. So yeah. then people are thinking, ah, you know, Ronaldo's saying it was consensual. You're saying it was rape. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a little bit of leeway there. Yeah. I'm not saying you should ignore it, yeah. Yeah. but I'm saying it's a different case to Mason Greenwood's where he was clearly abusive, where she, she posted photos of herself. No, no, he was. He was. I think it's a difficult... It's a difficult, it's a difficult one, one, and yeah, none of us are, are pros in, in... I'll it. say Manchester United, you've got enough money, you've got a fairly good squad of players. Wipe get, your hands of him, go. I'd say, I'd say play him good, get good players around him and play him. He, yeah, look, from a reputation point of view, yeah, I would say wipe your hands of him and let yeah, because they're gonna get like go real elsewhere. flag. Eh? Go to another country, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'd cancel his contract and tell him to go. <laughs> let's, let's see what the bowler say. Uh, the garden Greenwood, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, look, yeah, no, I think, yeah, from a reputation point of view, I think it's gonna be very difficult for United to keep him. Well, bowlers, I think that is it. Be sure to stay onside with us. Don't go offside. Stay onside. Be sure to join us at the Road to One Million. Yeah. That's going to be a big one. Yeah. Ed, thank you very much. Super sub, as always. Thank Thank you you very much. Final whistle. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you onside next week. Make some noise right now. Enter. Podcast and Chill Network in association with Grandior presents... The Road to 1 Million Subscribers event on the 30th of July 2023 at Sunbet Arena in Pretoria. Lineup includes Cubs of the Small, Makazi, Musa Keys, Pop Pops, Celestine Dooley, Eugene Koza, and Robert Boy. This fun-filled event will include comedy, music performances, as well as a live audience conversation with Mac G, Duka, and the Ghost Lady. Tickets are now available on cricket from 295 rands. Doors open at 6 p.m.
jam, food and drinks sold at the venue. Come and join a milestone celebration of black excellence with Podcast and Chill Network.